excited this is your generic african auntie b and today i want to share with you guys a little bit about vision so what is vision really vision is the ability to imagine a future that does not yet exist what does that mean it literally means being able to close your eyes and to see a future to see your life in the future as you want it to be now vision is really important for several reasons but one of the things that a vision is so important is that it can give you the ability to see beyond your current circumstances which may not be pretty at all so you may be sitting in a mess right now and you may feel hopeless but being able to close your eyes and imagine a future that you would like for yourself a future that is far different from where you are currently present will give you hope and it'll give you excitement about life and may even take you out of feeling down. So here's the thing. If you don't have a vision for your future, you really have no idea what you are doing or where you should be going. Many people don't create a vision for their lives and therefore their lives are actually just a series of accidents happening one after another after another. Now, some people get lucky and these accidents happen to be good accidents that work in their benefit. But for a lot of people, some of the things that they go through their lives is literally because they did not have a vision for their life. And when you don't have a vision, you really don't have much of a roadmap or you cannot create a roadmap, which is your plan and your goals to get you to your vision. So vision requires that you are creative. Vision requires you to be courageous. Vision requires you to think outside the box. What do I mean? Vision requires you to be courageous because a lot of people limit themselves in their vision. They allow their current circumstances to determine how big or how small their vision is. And many of us have lost the ability to dream big. Whenever somebody says to you, dream big, what they're really saying is have a vision that is so big that it scares you. This is what one of my mentors once said to me. If your vision doesn't scare you, if your vision doesn't bring you to tears, it is not big enough. It is not bold enough. So having a vision is really important because from your vision, you can then set about creating your goals and your action plan to actually start achieving and getting the things that you want in your life. So Having a vision is about imagining things that don't exist. So maybe you close your eyes and you start to map out your life. Perhaps in the future you see yourself, I don't know, as a mom maybe, uh, with little kids running around. You can even envision the kind of house you might live in. You can envision the kind of partner that you would have. You can go as far as envisioning what car you might want to drive. Uh, you can envision what kind of work you want to be doing. But the idea with a vision is you have to see it. You have to feel it. You have to smell it. You have to taste it. Creating a vision requires engaging all of your higher senses in order to bring it forth. And once you can see it, feel it, taste it, smell it, hear it, touch it, then you have a powerful vision. That is the thing that is literally going to change your energy and give you the energy that you do need to push ahead towards your dreams. So here's the thing. If, you know, you don't have a personal vision now, 
maybe this is the time to start thinking about having a personal vision. I mean, what is the right age to have a personal vision? Well, I don't know. I've always imagined things in my life. I haven't always followed through with my visions, but I've always had a very vivid and creative imagination. And I think that that's the beautiful thing about being young is that you can imagine without allowing your mind to get in the way. Uh, for adults, it is very hard to envision certain things because we have cynicism that has set in. We allow our minds to limit our ability to imagine and to create in our minds the future that we might want for ourselves. So there really is no right age to start having a vision for your life. Personally, I think the earlier you have this vision, the better for you. And I think the more focused you will be in uh, the things that you need to do in order to uh, achieve your vision, right? So here's the thing that I want to think about. When you have a vision that is so big and so bold that it scares you, that it makes you emotional, then you know that this vision is aligned with your passion. Because most times if you're imagining things and it's like, yeah, mm, okay, yeah, that's fine. Mm -hmm. And you're not emotionally invested in that vision. That usually means that that vision is not aligned with your passion. So passion is how you will feel when you have this vision. How does it make you feel? What are the emotions that come up for you when you have this vision? If it's something you care about deeply, then those emotions around that vision will be really powerful and strong. So it's your vision doesn't even have to be something that's constant, but whatever it is you're imagining at whatever time you're imagining it, if it moves you to the point where you're emotional or you get goosebumps or you, your breath, you catch your breath or you start breathing quicker, then you know that this vision, whatever it is, is aligned with your passion. The thing about vision is you can create a vision now and life is about flexibility. So as you grow older, you may change your vision a little bit based on your circumstances, based on changing passions, uh, based on uh, acquiring new talents, new gifts that you've been working on and everything. That's all okay. But you have to start somewhere, right? You have to start somewhere so that you can start getting some kind of focus in your life. Because I think one of the things that a lot of young people struggle with is this lack of focus. And when you don't have a vision and therefore you don't have a clear path or plan about what it is you want for your life, it can be really disturbing. A lot of anxieties start to arise around those kind of things because yeah, at some point you're asking yourself, so what am I going to be doing with myself? And if you haven't allowed yourself moments to envision and to imagine what you might want to be, it can be very nerve wracking, especially in a very competitive world where it might seem to you that all your peers and people around you really know what it is they want. It might, it might appear to you that everybody else has got it together. Believe me when I tell you that most of your peers and even people who are older than you don't have it together. So rest your pretty head, soothe your little heart. You are doing just fine. But do take some time to create a vision for yourself. You might even want to get 
a board and create what is called a vision board. And you can have examples of these. If you look up on Pinterest, if you Google vision board, you'll see examples of a vision board. Like it's a board where you literally put pictures of the things that you want to see in your future and create on this vision board the things that you really want and you can take your vision board once you have everything you want on it and you can put it on your fridge you can put it in your study you can put it somewhere you know on a wall by your bedside but you want to put your vision board somewhere where you see it daily and allow yourself even if it's just for two three minutes to experience your vision. What do I mean? To allow yourself to feel it, taste it, smell it, touch it, and have those emotions wash over you again and again. This is a really important part of having a vision because the thing about it is life has so many distractions. And if you don't keep your vision alive inside of you by seeing it every single day and allowing yourself to feel those emotions every single day, you can literally lose that vision. And then when you lose the vision, you start to become listless. You start to feel disoriented. You start to feel like life has no purpose. So it's really very important to have that vision. The other thing that's important where vision is concerned is this question of the big why. Like you have this amazing vision, beautiful, wonderful, but why? What is your big why? What is your big reason for wanting to have this vision? So for example, someone might say, I, my vision is to make a million dollars a year, live in a huge house and, 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 and then the question I would ask somebody like that, if I'm coaching them is why, and then what? And then the question, the person usually is like, mm, what do you mean? And then what? And it's like, if your vision is to make a million dollars or more a year, wonderful, great but why? So you can live in a big fancy house. Wonderful, but why? There always has to be a higher vision than what your immediate vision. What is that big why? And that big why is usually going into the realm of what we call legacy. What is legacy? Legacy is those things that you want to create and build in this life that will outlast you. So for example, someone might say, I want to make over a million dollars a year because I want to help build schools in underprivileged areas. That is a big why. So you're not saying you just want to have over a million dollars a year for the sake of having over a million dollars a year. You're saying you have a higher vision for that money, which is to be able to bless someone else. When you move from the realm of vision into legacy, it ceases to be about you and becomes about others. It becomes about community, about society. And so that is the place you want to go once you have your vision. Beyond your immediate personal needs and maybe the needs of your family and your friends, what else is there? And that is where we go into the realm of legacy. And I say this because it's very important to understand. There are a lot of people who have beautiful visions, but because that extra step isn't done, the step that leads into legacy where you are now looking beyond just your own self and your own needs and your own wants and desires, they don't fulfill their immediate vision because at some point that ceases to be satisfying. 
So if you're looking for a really satisfying vision, tie it to legacy by looking beyond what that vision is. Someone might say, well, I want to be a doctor. That's a beautiful vision. And you might even have a vision board with you in a white coat. You might have a vision board of, of doctors, um, you know, taking care of little kids. That's all great and wonderful. But why? And your big why, say you want to become a pediatrician, is so that you can be there and help children who are in need. What does that mean? Not necessarily the children who come to your practice. That is noble. I'm not taking away from that. But you might tie it to something bigger and say, because I want to go and volunteer in XY country so that I can help those children who cannot otherwise afford a pediatrician. Now, how's that for tying your vision to legacy? And every single time you do that, I think that you elevate your vision and it stands a better chance of you achieving it. Because again, it becomes about other people and beyond you. One of the things that I find fascinating about human beings is the absolute immense joy that we achieve when we are serving other people. And so if you can tie your vision to some sort of service where you're serving without getting anything back, you're serving without any monetary gain, you're serving maybe without even recognition. If you can tie your vision to something like that, it really will propel you into wanting to achieve your vision. And you'll find that even in the toughest times as you try to achieve your goals to get to your vision, it's your big why that is going to keep you going. It's that big, I want to do this in the world that is going to keep pushing you. Not necessarily just the vision itself, which can be limited, like I have said. And so what you want to do is, you, want, you might even want to tie your vision to leadership. So for example, you might say, I want to be a business person and I want to grow a huge multi-million dollar business that employs a whole bunch of people that does X, Y, Z, blah, blah. Wonderful, great, noble idea. Lots of people will be uh, employed through your business. A lot of families will meet their income goals through your business. All that is wonderful. But then your big why could be you want to be a leader. You want to be able to teach entrepreneurship. You want to be able to uh, mentor other people into becoming big leaders. There again, you're going beyond your own personal gain and need into the bigger realm of what it is you can do and be of service in the world. So I hope this has been really, really useful. I hope that this has helped you in terms of how it is to achieve your vision. Now that we've got your vision and now that we have got your uh, legacy all tied in together, let's talk a little bit about what it's going to take for you to achieve those things. And one of the main things is self-belief. Now, what is self-belief? Self-belief is literally the belief and confidence in yourself. Self-belief is trust in yourself that you can achieve those things that you set out to achieve. Now, the biggest difference between people who actually achieve their dreams and go on to leave big legacies and those who don't is self-belief. A lot of people think that it's fear. A lot of people think, oh, well, the difference is fear and those people who are paralyzed by fear don't achieve and those who push through fear achieve. No, no. 
It is your belief in yourself. It is your belief in your abilities. And a lot of people say, well, where do I get this belief? Is it something you're born with? Is it, is it, is it something that you learn to have? And self-belief is something you cultivate for yourself, right? Other people can believe in you. And sometimes we talk about borrowing someone else's belief until you believe in yourself. That is good. You can borrow someone else's belief in you. Somebody who sees who you are in a way that you don't see yourself. But ultimately that vision that someone has of you is something that has to filter down to who you are. And this is how this happens. First and foremost, you start to build belief in yourself. When you set yourself small tasks and you do those tasks and you accomplish them. In other words, when you are able to keep the promises that you make yourself, you start building your belief in yourself. Because self-belief ultimately is about whether you trust yourself to be able to do something or not. Here's a typical example. So say, for example, you are on a health and wellness journey and you would like to shed some body fat. And you tell yourself, this is what I'm going to do. And you've got this beautiful vision of shedding this body fat, getting healthy again, and then inspiring other people to do the same. That's your legacy. That's your big why, right? Inspiring other people to do the same. And then you start on your journey and you've got your plan laid out. You've got everything laid out and you tell yourself, right, I'm going to work out five days a week and I am going to do the South Beach diet religiously every single day. I'm not going to cheat. I'm not going to do any of these things, right? That is how you've set things up. So day one, you do great. Day two, you do great. Day three, uh, things start falling apart at the seams. Uh, maybe you have a carbohydrate craving or craving for sweets and you go and you eat a whole piece of cheesecake. Well, how does that leave you feeling? I know for me, when I've done that in the past, it literally leaves me feeling so disappointed in myself. And most times when I do that, I'm literally ready to throw out the baby with the bathwater. In other words, I'm giving up right there. I'm not readjusting. I'm not doing any of that. I'm so disappointed in myself because I've let myself down again and I just quit and I let it go. Then the next time you go back to wanting to try, you have a little less confidence in yourself because you remember that the last time you tried this, you disappointed yourself. There goes your self-belief. So when you don't keep promises that you make yourself, you erode and you corrode your belief in yourself. And so the more promises you break to yourself, the less your self-belief is going to be and the less you are likely to be able to achieve your goals, fulfill your vision and leave a legacy. So how do we, how do we make sure that we are building this self-belief. One of the things I always tell people is set goals, set small, ridiculously small, achievable goals. So for example, let's use that same example of shedding body, body fat, right? Instead of saying, I'm going to go and work out for 90 minutes every single day, five days a week. How about you start off by something really ridiculous and say for five minutes a day, I am going to do 20 sit-ups. And you tell yourself, uh, I am going to gradually start getting rid of uh, junk food from my life. So that first week, right, you're going to be exercising for 
five, five minutes, do 20 push-ups. That's all that's asked of you. And you're going to eliminate potato chips. That's the only thing. You're going to keep everything else, but that's the only thing. If you do that for a week, now it sounds ridiculous, right? You're like, oh, please, auntie, really? And I'm like, yeah, because when you do that, that first week, you're going to be so proud because you set small, ridiculously achievable goals. And guess what? You achieved it. You kept your promise to yourself. What does that do for you? It boosts your confidence. Now, then the second week you might tell yourself, well, you know what? That was nothing. Five minutes, 20 push-ups. Well, let's, let's, let's do eight minutes. Or, and then let's do 10 minutes. And you gradually increase the amount of time you're spending in your exercise and you're gradually decreasing the, the amount of junk food that you have in your diet. And the reason I say this is because during that entire time, you are building a set of habits around yourself, around your activities and around your day so that in the eventually you're doing so much more with very little effort because it has become habit for you. It has become mechanical. So if you, for example, start out small like that and you increase everything you're doing on a weekly basis, by the time 30 days are over, you've literally acquired some good new habits and you can take on more and more. And what that means is you have built your self-belief, your belief in yourself, your trust in yourself gradually over 30 days so that if somebody comes with a challenge like auntie b might say right we're going to do a 21 day challenge where we are exercising 30 minutes a day and we are eating keto you'll be like i got this i got this because you know that you believe in yourself you have had this confidence because you've built it up not only that you've built the habits that you need to keep going even when things are hard so all this to say have a vision for your life. Let it change whenever it wants to change. You're still young. Even if you're old, doesn't matter how old you are, you can always change your vision. But have a vision that is beautifully tied to legacy and service and other people. And then grow your self-belief. You're the only person who can grow your self-belief. And that cannot happen as long as you're breaking the promises that you make yourself no matter what it is you're doing in your life. Don't break your promises to yourself. Don't make grandiose promises that you are likely to break. Set small achievable goals so that you don't break these promises, build up your self-belief, and then you can become unstoppable. I hope this has been of value to you. If it has, please subscribe, please leave a review, share this out to your friends. I really appreciate it on whatever podcast platforms you guys are on, share this out. I love you. I value you. I appreciate you and talk to you soon.